A reading from the second letter of Paul to Timothy. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is coming to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing to his kingly power, I charge you to preach the word, to stay with this task, whether convenient or inconvenient, correcting, reproving, appealing, constantly teaching and never losing patience. For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine, but following their own desires, will surround themselves with teachers who tickle their ears. They will stop listening to the truth and will wander off to fables. As for you, be steady and self-possessed. Put up with hardship. Perform your work as an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. The word of the Lord. The mouth of the just man tells of wisdom. Trust in the Lord and do good, that you may dwell in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in the Lord, and he will grant you your heart's requests. Commit to the Lord your way. Trust in him, and he will act. He will make justice dawn for you like the light, bright as the noonday shall be your vindication. The mouth of the just man tells of wisdom, and his tongue utters what is right. The law of his God is in his heart, and his steps do not falter. Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Mateu. Jesus said to his disciples, You are the salt of the earth, but what if salt goes flat? How can you restore its flavor? Then it is good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Men do not light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. They set it on a stand where it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, your light must shine before men so that they may see goodness in your acts and give praise to your heavenly Father. 
Bebum Domini. Today we celebrate the feast of the Holy Father, St. Dominic, the founder of the Order of Preachers, the Dominicans. And while the Universal Church observes this feast as a memorial, for Franciscans today is a feast day, which is why we chanted the Gloria this morning. And the Dominicans, the Dominican and Franciscan orders have always enjoyed a special kinship and spiritual relationship with one another. In fact, it is customary for Franciscans to go to visit Dominican friaries and monasteries on this feast day and even preach the homily at their mass. And likewise, Dominicans will come to the, visit the Franciscans on the feast of our Holy Father, St. Francis of Assisi on October 4th. And according to a traditional legend that has been preserved throughout the years by the Dominicans, it is said that Saints Dominic and Francis met with one another while they were in Rome. And as the story goes, St. Dominic was praying one evening <clears throat> in St. Peter's Basilica when he suddenly had a vision of our Lord suspended in the air above his head. He was holding three darts in his hand, and it appeared as if he was ready to hurl them towards the earth in punishment for the wickedness of humanity. And St. Dominic then sees our Blessed Mother prostrate herself before her son and say to him, I have near me a faithful servant whom you will send into the world to make known your word. I will give him another of my servants to work as a fellow laborer in the same way. And Mary was, of course, referring to Saints Dominic and Francis. And as Dominic was going to church the next day to pray, he spotted Saint Francis clothed in the garb of a poor beggar in his habit. And Dominic went up to Francis, embraced him with tears, and said, you are my brother, you will go with me. Let us keep together and nothing shall be able to prevail against us. And this began a lifelong friendship that would blossom into an enduring spiritual kinship between the Franciscans and Dominicans to this day. Both saints were major contributors to the renewal of the church at their time. St. Francis, through his own example of charity and detachment from material possessions, and St. Dominic, through his preaching of the truth of the gospel and correcting heresies. St. Dominic is best known for his response to the Albigensian heresy, which was especially prevalent in southern France. Albigensianism was a form of syncretic, dualistic religion a melding together of Christianity with some non-Christian elements. And while their doctrine might have seemed strange at the time of St. Dominic, it would seem ex exceptionally bizarre to our own modern ears. Basically, the Albigensians believed that there were two basic principles of reality, or to put it simply, two gods. And they believed that the principle of all spiritual reality is good, and the principle of material reality is evil. 
Hence, spirit is good, matter is evil. So already we can see how that this doctrine is contrary to the Catholic teaching that both spirit and matter are created by one God, and that the one God does not create anything evil. Therefore, both spirit and matter are good. And so following from their erroneous doctrine, the Albigensians thus believed that the evil God wrote most of the Old Testament and the good God wrote most of the New Testament. They denied the incarnation of the Son of God because it would be inconceivable for the good God to tarnish himself by taking on the matter of flesh and blood, which is evil. They also denied the necessity of the sacraments. They considered salvation to be accomplished not by saving both body and soul, but by liberating the soul from the body. Hence, perfection, according to the Albigensians, was not to be found in living a moral life and the perfection of charity, but in abstaining from all indulgence in material reality as much as possible. And this means that they, over, they looked down upon eating, drinking, and even procreation. And they even considered suicide to be a praiseworthy way of attaining salvation. And although most of the people who professed this heresy did not fully adhere to all of these extreme forms of asceticism, there were a few who did and who called themselves the perfect. So it should be blatantly obvious now how this heresy is so problematic and poses a direct challenge to Orthodox Catholic doctrine. St. Dominic was inspired to begin his religious order as a way of responding to the teaching of the Albigensians, to correct their serious errors, and to try to bring them back into full communion with the Catholic Church. And while he was in the process of establishing his order, someone had assassinated the papal legate at the time, whose name was Peter of Castelnau. The assassination was largely believed to have been carried out by the Albigensians. And so an army of Catholic soldiers formed and staged an assault against the Albigensians in retaliation. And St. Dominic wit witnessed this sad situation unfold and thought to himself that waging war was not the most effective way to deal with the Albigensians. He did not believe in conversion through force, violence, or intimidation. Instead, he set out to preach the gospel message and relied upon the power of persuasion and the example of Christian fraternal charity towards his theological opponents. The war continued to rage for nearly five years as Dominic and his fellow friars tirelessly preached to the, to the heretics and communicated the gospel message to them with clarity and charity. And since he knew that the Albigensians were adherents to a severe form of, set, of asceticism, he wanted to appear credible in their eyes. And so he adopted some severe forms of asceticism himself in order to communicate with the her heretics more effectively. And as a result of his clear teaching and his charity towards his enemies, he was more successful than other clergy and bringing them back into full communion with the church. 
In 2021, Pope Francis issued an, a letter to the Master General of the Dominican Order. And in this letter, the Holy Father says this about St. Dominic. In the apostolic exhortation, Gaudete et Exultate, I express my conviction that each saint is a mission, planned by the Father to reflect and embody at a specific moment in history a certain aspect of the gospel. Dominic responded to the urgent need of his time, not only for a renewed and vibrant preaching of the gospel, but equally important for a convincing witness to its summons to holiness in the living communion of the church. And so it is crucial, especially when any Christian is striving to witness to the gospel, that our preaching should always be united with personal holiness. And this holiness is not possible without love, Christian charity. Preaching the, the truth and the virtue of charity should always be united with one another. People are more receptive towards those who show that they love them than they are towards those who are cold and distant, perhaps even judgmental, and who only want to correct them and tell them what to do. There is an early <clears throat> Dominican named Humbert of Romans who wrote a treatise on the formation of preachers. And in this treatise, he instructs the preachers of his order in what manner preaching should be conducted. But he also illustrates the power that is, is found in effective preaching and in the word of God and how it can move the souls of those who hear it and are open to it. He says, there are many people whose spirits are in their bodies like corpses in their tombs. And just as God will, at the end of time, raise up dead bodies by his word, so he now gives life to dead spirits by the power of his word. <clears throat> Again, there are many who have no perception in spiritual matters and lead an entirely animal life. But the word of God enables them to move on into a spiritual life. Again, there are many people in whom charity has grown cold, but the word of the Lord rekindles it. Again, there are many who are in great need of help against the temptations of the devil, but the word of God is a sword with which a man can defend himself against them, as we can see from the Lord, who defended himself against temptation with sacred words. And so we can learn from the gracious example of St. Dominic how we might call, heed the call of Vatican II to personal holiness of life and how to answer the call of Pope Francis to become missionary disciples. Dominic shows us the importance of first loving God and our neighbor and then having recourse to prayer before we even presume to preach the gospel to others. The work of evangelization does not simply mean that we go around and force or, or coerce people to become Catholic. Rather, it entails the hard work of showing our love and concern for others by our good deeds and enable them to be ready to receive the gospel message. It is with, nourish, with the nourishment of charity that the seed of the gospel is more likely to fall upon fertile soil where it is received and then grows more abundantly. <clears throat>